everybody! It's the Empire Hockey Podcast, Perry the Commish, Fur to Bill. Say hi, Bill. What's up? We're here live, as we are every week, since last week on YouTube. <laughs> bringing, you, bringing you the rundown. Sorry, that was, a, that was a, probably a bad time to sip, but, you know. <laughs> gotta get my coffee in, because Gotta do time. what you gotta do, yeah. That's, that's, hey, also gonna, also gonna crack, crack this that'll, Budweiser. Got a water... Nitro Reserve Gold. Sounds made up. Uh, it is. I made okay. this can myself. You brewed it? Fresh hops and everything? It's fresh Budweiser. Nice. I feel like Harry Carey. <laughs> hey! It's time right. to pod. It's time to pod, Bill. You know what that means. We're going to the Gritty Gazette, okay? Because that's what we're about here. Computerless version this week. I know from the from the phone. Probably had a kid on his lap in his arm, doing it one handed. Probably that takes comes from talent. our good friend Patrick, who's no longer the birthday boy, but didn't stop him from getting us uh, the rundown here. Top three, top three teams of the week, Bill. All it takes is declaring that you're going to sell, and you go nuts. That's right. Just say you're going to yeah. sell off. Yeah, Bay Sheridan. Uh, top team of the week, followed by the Red Wings and the Ducks. And the Ducks, by the way, we'll get to that later, but huge win for oh. for our guy. Well, I, that you talk about week after week what makes this league so much fun, Perry, is like last night, at least myself, certainly Shy Vegas and Ducks, were watching a 5-1 hockey game on a Sunday night on NBC Sportsnet, which becomes a 5-2 game, it becomes a 6-2 game, but we're on the edge of our seat. Because literally, like, every little thing that's happening in this game of Red Wings Blackhawks is, like, predicating on who wins this matchup. It was just outstanding. You could have, like, an oral history of that, like, of that fantasy hockey game, really. It was, like, goal here. And then, you know, the, the Hawks couldn't get up, give up a goal because that would put Bruce down, one, you know, a couple Well, of yeah, times. like, the, yeah, well, good old, good old Lank Daddy, I believe, is the uh, – Yeah, Lankinen, right. Coined, saved, yeah. Saved his bacon. Mm-hmm. Who went nuts? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of saves. Which, which is, of course, you know, somewhat observing by you because you're a Malcolm Subban owner. So you're like, come on, you know, hey. Anything. Malcolm's been the Malcolm's been arguably the better goalie, like per, on, a, on a per game basis. True, but Lincoln is playing a lot more though. Oh I, no, no, no! I'm not arguing that. I'm saying Subban has been one of the hottest goalies in the NHL. Anyway, we're gonna. He had one bad game. Yeah. The game before that, but anyway. Uh, let's get to our uh, top three skaters. Jelly had Patrick Kane, of course. Mm-hmm. Can't stop, won't stop. Alex Debrinket for the Hartford Whalers. Uh, Joe, actually, the Whalers owner, is a Blackhawks fan. He's from Chicago. That's why he's a big Debrinket guy. He's probably loving that the Hawks are relevant again because they've been, you know, pretty bad for the last number of years here. Playing well. Johnny Canuck and the Furta Boys. Chris Kreider went off for the Rangers. Bunch of chip goals <laughs> and stuff in front of the net, but. Yeah, raise your, raise your hand if you had Sam Gagne and Chris Kreider as your most goals in the week uh, career with four. Yeah. I know. I, I, I almost picked up um, Gagne a, a couple weeks back. But, again, another horrible decision by me. Uh, also, to give up so many fantasy points every single week, which we could, it's like, almost like a weekly segment, Bill. 163, 148, 122 and a quarter. Unbelievable. Anyway, was it, was, it, was it Hartford, your brethren this week that you shared in uh, giving up a ton of points? I think it was Hartford. Yeah. yeah. Boston, too, somehow is, is up there with yeah. me and overall points allowed. Vashilevsky, another big game. He's probably up there for 
um, uh, Vesna. He's, um, he's bonkers from a fantasy standpoint. Right. Arvis. Uh, then you got Hartford Whalers with Bernier. You got the Golden Seals uh, with Mike Smith. And then finally, he gets to the, to the fact that Chicago dropped its first game of the season to drop to 17-1, and one, the game we talked about. Yes. Um, ridiculous. Uh, the game of the week going in, right, Bill, was, was, the, was, was Winnipeg, Duh. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Also a good matchup, but didn't have quite the same drama uh, at the end of the day. Well, it was just a, a typical, what was it, 163 to 148 three-quarters scoring there. Where to, when nobody had less than, I want to say it was like 84 points this week. So, like, that, I mean, maybe there's more games, but there was a lot of points being had this week, too. Yeah, and of course, the expansion team I lose to. This is a classic Minnesota yeah. sports team, I will say that. The Yotes come in at 1-14, I think, and I, I lose to them. Because he drops one twenty two on me. Yeah, Coy- Coyotes went nuts because one twenty two. Yeah, he went because you played him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do to people. Yep. Red Wings also had a big week, as we mentioned. The mm-hmm. Boston probably are one of the tougher weeks. They get swept there. I get swept. Golden Bears get a win against Portland. As Portland, our other expansion team was Golden Seals. Week, you mentioned. Yeah. Yep, Golden Seals yeah. get a win. I think, that's I big think time. Calling the Golden Bears accidentally. I did call them Golden Bears. Yeah. That's going to happen again, I promise. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, any other games stake out for you? Obviously, the Chicago Ducks game was a th- three-point game in the end, but it seemed closer than that all the way. Well, um, the – the oh, goodness gracious. The, um, the Nicorette Patch Adams division, which continues to be, you know, insanely close. We talked right. last in the last week's pod with, with uh, Ryan of the Sabres. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the key matchups for him, he had to face Ducks, and that was a it's like one sixty six, one forty eight, another crazy score, like in that one where Ducks since Ducks scored all those points, he beat Sabers by like you know what sixteen points. He scored one forty eight, he lose by sixteen or whatever it is. After the dust settled there, right in the division for this week at least, Nordiques on top at yeah. eleven and seven. They're a point ahead of Buffalo who has that tie. Could come into play at the end of the year. Well, it was uh, if if we're going into teams of the week, which we mentioned Tampa Bay, but I, you yeah. have to give the entire province of Quebec uh, team of the week because <laughs> Quebec was three and zero and Montreal was three and zero. So, um, what was it? Oh yeah, so for Quebec to go three and zero, Marcus Fellino had twenty three points, uh, two goals, two assists, plus three, eleven pims, Gordy Howe hat trick, which I love that you give points for Gordy Howe hat tricks. He has three of them in his career now. Yeah, more than, and, more than Gordy Howe had. He only had two. And uh, was it? Uh, I think I wrote down minus twenty Corsi because it's not not official or whatever. But yeah, no, so, that's in there just to help you kind of yeah. try to decipher. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I know all, Felino is having it quite a year. All of that with negative twenty. Yeah. So yeah, overrated. Oh, and, that, and Quebec, Quebec went three and zero with Markstrom injured all week too, and as, as his goalie. So don't yeah. need a goalie. I've gone negative and lost. So you know. With the, with the goaltending. Uh, Bill, how did your team fare this week? 0-3. Oh, uh, yep. did, did not win. We faced Tampa, who had 178. Pittsburgh had 138. And Ottawa had 139. Okay. Um, but I will say this, and this is really probably more – I think it's shame on the league more than anything else because uh, my highest point producer this past week was my free agent pickup of the previous oh. week. I randomly picked up Carl Soderberg to fill up my skater position because he was he existed, had a pulse, 
Um, and he had two goals, three assists. Uh, he had like 18 points and was like the top 15 skater for the week in the league, which tells you everything you need to know about my team. But it is still somewhat incredible to me that he was just kind of sitting there. But also it's, it's that. And I, this is something I like to do. I rage claimed the guy last night. Um, because Carpenter scored twice in that Blackhawks game. So I was like, screw it. I'm picking him up. And I think I picked him up for Jay Beagle or something like that. So Carpenter's now in my lineup. I almost tweeted this, Bill, last night, lying in bed. And I said, this is related. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm scrolling through my emails and I get an email that says, Jay Beagle has become a free agent. (laughs) The Empire Hockey. I was like, man, what kind of league am I running? Where somebody owns Jay Beagle, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but but also it was like a positive. It was like that's the kind of league I want to belong in. It, it, it's part of what makes it great, yeah. And um, I love that Jay Beagle was dropped last night. It was it made my night really. It was like I was going to bed. I was like, hmm, that's that's a good feeling. Yeah, I uh, I did my bench. Let me see. Let me add up real quick. My bench. Yeah, I have in your by your league's financial standards. Mm-hmm. I have $14,450 on my bench with three players. Yep. Which is Max based Do- on Max yep. Domi, Brandon Montour, and Kyle Ocpozo, who are just, just, just doing it up. Want, want to specify to, to anyone who's maybe listening to this and doesn't know exactly what the league uses, uh, we do use total salary, which is salary earned for the player that year. So it's not a cap hit number. It's the amount of money they earned that year which fluctuates a lot more than um, cap hit does, which makes it a little more interesting where guys like uh, who have front-loaded contracts for older guys, it's, it's kind of cool because then you're not paying Sidney Crosby for my example. It's not, you know, whatever it is, whatever the, the cap hit is, it's not $8 million every year. It's 13 when he's great, right? 13, 9, 9, 9 and a half. Mm-hmm. But when he's – the last three years of his career, I think he's making $3 million a year, which is fun because then players can still be owned and not – you're not feeling like you're like you're you're wasting your time with those kind of guys. Same with like a Carey Price, where his sure. contract is front loaded. It's funny because they like the teams try to like flip in like a, a 13 million. It's like it drops down to like eight and then bounces back to 13. You're like, wait a minute, do I want to trade him <laughs> and not own him next year? And then own him the year after? It's it, it gets into the you kind of make a spreadsheet is what I do. Obviously, is what a lot of owners do. I'm sure you have something similar where it's like have the salaries for your players kind of spanned out over the next five six years. The good owners do, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a really simple thing to do. I, it's yeah. it's simple spreadsheet stuff. Right, right, but, right, uh, right. Yeah. Even I can figure it out. Let's let's go through the standings, Bill, because we're we are getting close to obviously trade deadline Sunday coming up. Yep, Sunday. Uh, we'll start. We, we touched on the the Nickerat Patch Adams division. Nordiques twenty two points in the lead, eleven and seven. Sabers right behind twenty one points, ten seven and one, and then right behind them a point behind Montreal, ten and eight, still in the hunt. Ottawa at nine and nine. Uh, the Whalers still in it at 8-9-1, and, and then Boston having a tough year. The, he became a seller. Six points for the Bruins there. Uh, moving ahead, up to the Jurassic Park Smythe division, and Declan having a massive year. If it wasn't for Chicago, he's the team we're talking about, right? He's the, the still leader. Still point, point leader, 2850 points this year. Yeah, 16-2, 32 points for the Jets. Then the Ducks, who just beat Chicago, 14-4. They're kind of leading the way in that division. Sneaky there is Jelly, who hopefully has got all his power and his food didn't spoil down in Texas. (laughs) He's 10 and 8 with 20 points. Uh, uh, Johnny Canuck, 10 and 8 as well, 20 points. These are teams that are like 
playoff, you know, on the edge there in, in for now. Sharks, uh, 14.711. Going to need a couple big weeks to get back into it. Then we have our a Golden Seals. New ownership there from the Monarchs. They, you know, he's just trying to turn that ship around. And then Phoenix at 2-16, and 16, but his second win of the year, of course, was against me last week. <laughs> to, get to, to get to four points, because why not? Um, Chick-fil-A, well, Nor- go ahead, Bill. I do, I, I do want to say, though, when you look at all those teams in the Jurassic Park Smite division, there is only mm-hmm. one team, though, that runs a cookie business uh, through the mail. Or you Yeah, know, you're right, Jelly. And we're, we're still waiting for you know some samples to be sent to the league office. But uh, obviously, with the weather they're having on there, they'll have to wait. Yeah, if you're looking for X factors, though, you have to consider that. That's important. I I do look for X factors, and that is one of them. Um, to my division, Chick Fil A, obviously Chicago took their first loss, seventeen and one, thirty four points for Tom. Red Wings, solid team at twelve and six, twenty four points. Then you have Tampa and Toronto. They're kind of a both of those teams are real kind of mood swingy. It seems like Tampa went nuts last week, and Toronto went nuts the week before. Yeah, right. Uh, but they're both nine and nine, so that kind of makes sense. They're it's sort of right on the cusp, close, but not quite. If they get hot, they can both get in. Yeah, that's point. right, exactly. Yeah. St. Louis hanging around at six, eleven, and one, kind of hanging around. I'm five, thirteen, and oh, 10 points. Gross. Giving up twenty three thousand, twenty three hundred points <laughs> on the year. That's not going to cut it. No. And then Portland, another uh, expansion team, um, four, thirteen, and one, nine points. Uh, for Nick, who's learning the ropes in the league, and he's not having too bad of a first year, he's got some guys. Obviously, his first overall pick uh, from the Kings, uh, not playing yet, but he'll be you know contributing um, next year. I'm blanking on who he took. It's who's the kid they took second overall. Uh, yeah, the Kings guy. Is it Byfield? I'm blanking on his name. Why can't I think Ma- of it? Max. Right? Isn't it Matt Byf- Byfield? No. Oh, Quentin Byfield. Oh, Quentin Byfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I should have, you know, that's, that's, that's all on me. Anyway, Byfield's going to play. He's going to be a big a big boy, a big power forward for them in the future. Uh, so, and we do have the tournament, but uh, to get to that uh, top pick next year, but he'll be playing for that most likely. And then finally, our AT&T Lily division, uh, Lily Patrick division, uh, Bill uh, at the rear there at 315, six points. Uh, you know, Russ, 14 and four, he sneakily has a great team every year. And I think it's, it's solid, consistent play. Um, we'll have to get him on the pod sometime. Um, but, uh, yeah, what do you see from, from the top down there? Obviously, the Islanders right behind him, two points behind, 13 to five. Yeah, the, those are two really good teams at the top. Flyers has had a good year. The yep. Rangers is right in the mix, two at nine and nine. Uh the thing I do enjoy uh, when I do some look at the research each week is Pittsburgh is always up there in league hits. Um, you know, <laughs> Penguins has a good team, but he also has a very physical team, which is very uh, enjoyable to track uh, each and every week. Absolutely. And so. Um, Thought I had it somewhere, maybe not. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's the rundown of the league. We'll get to the playoff picture now. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, he had 104. Uh, Mon- Montreal gets credit. He had 118 hits this week. So Montreal had 108 and Pittsburgh got 104. Wow. Yeah. Guys just going around skating and hitting. I mean, that's big time. <laughs> well, I mean, if I remember right, I think I saw like Radko Gudis is a two-point game player in the league. And 
if you are familiar at all with like the Flyers and Rick Caps for a cup of coffee last year, now I think he's a Panther. But like Radko Gudis is not at all prowessed with really like offensive skill. He just kind of has, you know, he plays defense and tries to, you know, make his presence known. But that's two points a week if you if you do it right, which he does. And it's cool, I mean, like you said, it goes back to this league where somebody can own him and he's productive. Absolutely. Cool. Bill, we're, we're, I think we're going to try to get Sherry on the pod if he can get on there. Nice. Um, well, ho- his team obviously was a team of the week. I'm wearing the, I'm wearing the jersey. <laughs> um, but uh, get, let's get to the playoff picture as it stands right now. We talked about some of the divisions. Uh, last team in right now is the 10-8 and 8 Philadelphia Flyers and the, what was, four teams at 10-8. and 8. And I think uh, Patrick did touch on this. You got the Arrows, Canadians, Canucks, Flyers, all – uh, tied for the last, I guess, tied for ninth. Yeah, well, you have, you have four teams at nine and nine, and then the Whalers are eight, nine, and one, too. So that's literally just one game back, and then you have even more teams, you know, right there on the – The nine and nine, precipice. right. Yeah, right, yeah. And the nine and nine teams are Ottawa, Rangers. <laughs> uh, New Toronto. York, Tampa, Toronto. Yeah. And then you have the Whalers one point behind at eight, nine, and one. Right, yeah, they're all there in the mix. It's going to be tough, as was pointed out, decision-wise as far as trades being made. But uh, And that's to clarify, too. How many weeks is it following the trade deadline until playoffs start? Like, I don't remember the schedule real well. Um, when you're a 3-15 team, maybe. <laughs> there's, 30, there's 33 regular season games, Bill. So, and we're at 18. So, so, so there's – well, there's uh, – that's, that's math that – I can't do one copying and pasting. Well, we've done 18. We've had six weeks, so that's 18 games. It can't be 33. It has to be either 32 or 36. Maybe it's 32. Why can't it be – why can't it be um, – Because if it's three three games a week okay, – yeah, it can be th- – all right. Yeah, because I'm, I'm an idiot. So no, eight, You're not, but yeah, go ahead. 21, 24, 27, 30, 33. So five weeks. So – There'll be four weeks after the trading deadline. You said four? So, yeah, because this will be week seven or week eight. It'll be the completion of week eight, and that gets us through 21 games, which means 24 games, 27 games, 30 games, 33 games. That's four weeks. Makes sense. Okay. So let's get through – let's get to uh, what what teams we like matchup-wise for the week. And we have another huge week of, of a lot of teams playing four. Almost everybody seems like they're playing four games this week, Bill. Mm-hmm. Just about. Detroit's only playing two. So if you have any Detroit guys, first of all, you have to question that in general. But then you have to question whether you play them. Um, I have Patrick Namath who um, just went on covid well, Sam, Sam Gagne, we mentioned, was the goal scorer tied with Kreider last week. He had four goals, so you never know. Some, I mean, like, whoever has Gagne is probably going to want to play Gagne. Even with Because he is? Because he's playing? Yeah. Because he plays for – he's on Detroit now? Thought so. Thought he scored yesterday. Yeah. No, I think um, – Was it a different Gagne? Sam Gagne used to play for the Oilers. I think he yeah, might be on. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. But they only play two games, so maybe you don't want to play. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's one of the people right. you have to consider, right? Montreal playing three games. They got two tough ones. They, well, they're all at home, though. Home against Ottawa. That's, you can score some points there. But then the home against Winnipeg. 
that's a, that's a tough uh, tough go. They may score goals, but they're going to give up goals, and you know why that is because I have Carey Price, and he's going to be active for the Capitals this week. So we thought COVID built early in the year. We thought it would kind of derail things, but so far there was a couple of flare ups where the teams missed a couple of weeks, but it seemed to have settled down. Is that what you've kind of seen from your end? Well, we haven't seen the cancellations and the postponements that we had been seeing. You're right. It's going to be tough on like, well. <laughs> The Sabers, uh, who have to, <laughs> who will at least, if nothing else, be playing lots of games down the stretch. So um, they potentially, though, are some you have to call into question whether or not you play Sabers. I guess it's just like you're questioning Wet Red Wings, but um, we'll we'll hear about that on the Slack board. <laughs> exactly, and uh, but it's just like you can only play so many games in a week, right? You're not playing double head. It's not baseball. You can't play double headers. Um, yeah, four is right. a lot. Like you're looking at four, it's like okay, uh, where are you going to fit these in? <laughs> you, how many times are you going to play back to back? You can't play three in a row. Yeah, well, and and that potentially too maybe is what helps some of the values of some of those defensemen that we were talking about or other guys. Where like if you're going to play four games in a week, you're going to play. You may not score, but you're going to hit, or you're going to get some of these other ancillary statistics in there. So yeah, those are some of the things you want to look for. I mean, still scoring is still king. I mean, I, I mean, I think we joke about you know. Got in a fight. The oh, other and, game. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Was it Brendan Lemieux was brought up? I think. <laughs> yeah. Fall with a second left or something like that. You can get to about, you can get to almost two points a game being a complete, you know, bruiser. Well, but you're also ready to balance this out because there's games right. where they won't do that. And then if that's your week, then, you know, you can't rely on that. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's a consistency thing. And uh, yeah. And you're finding defensemen that can score. There's some guys that have stood out here. I want to talk, go over some of the guys that have, you know, that are up there well, for some of the top players in the league. Go ahead, Bill. Headman. Like, I mean, Winnipeg Hedman. has gotten so much mileage out of Headman. Yeah. And uh, he's been traded. Um, he just got dealt, yeah. right? Uh, in the, in the offseason? Or was it during the season and I was in a nap? Uh, he got traded on February 3rd. That's during the season. From uh, New Jersey. I also just noticed this. And Bo, yeah, Bo Byram, Marcus Johansson, um, Bra- uh, Braden Schneider. Oh, Byram, yeah, I see. For uh, Phil Tomasino, who's a Miners guy, and Hedman going to Winnipeg. And some picks got swapped. So, yeah, Hedman, he's the second top D-man in all of fantasy hockey behind Daryl Nurse, uh, your your guy. who's That was a big hold for you. He's making a lot of money, but this is kind of – he's. Kind of a breakout year for Nurse, oh, right? Oh, huge breakout year, yeah. Like, he sort of flirted with that potential, and now he's mm-hmm. there. And, like, I just wish I had maybe had one or two other, you know, moves on my end that maybe had, you know, if I, a couple more Darnell Nurses would help. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of, you know, guys kind of coming, coming on this year, uh, Jeff Petrie as well uh, from, from the Canadiens. Uh, he's always kind of been a two, you know – Two and a half points per per game kind of guy. He's over three and a half now, three point six five. Yeah, uh, he plays for uh, Hartford. Uh, only making four million. Real big value play there. Drew Doughty. People think you know he's lost a step. He, I think he gets doubted a lot, right? I see. What, I see what you did there. Doughty. Doughty. Th- thank you. I, but I think he, I think he's people are saying he's old now. He's only thirty one for one. Was it he the real life? Ten- the real life change of scenery may have helped, or has he always been in the same spot? I thought didn't he get traded or something? No, or no. Was that, I mean, our, was that just in our league? <laughs> he get, he got dealt in yeah. our league. Okay, uh, but he's been a king for life. Oh yeah. 
and then your guy Carlson. You you do have two of the top deep demon in, in the league, so that's something for you to build around. Although, yeah, I valued D really big when I came in. I got them, and well, in like Montour is my fifth or sixth D, thinking he might turn out, and he's he's not been very good. So those yeah. are your top. Uh, getting finishing up the top ten D men in fantasy hockey this year. Tyson Berry uh, in Edmonton now. Came over Former from Capital. Toronto. <laughs> yep, having a real good year. He's the sixth best overall D man. Uh, the points per game isn't terrific. Two point six eight. I mean, it's great for a D man. Yeah. Uh, but he's just played every game, and if you play every game, you're gonna log those bulk on the power play points. there. And they're yep. gonna. I mean, when you have that, your running mates there in Edmonton, you're gonna get power play points, even accidental assists, probably. So, folks thought the Neil uh, the Pionk deal was not great. The the in real life uh, trade uh, for Jacob Truba. It was kind of an odd trade, right, to, with between the Rangers and, and Winnipeg. But Pionk, fantasy-wise at least, has come out on top in that deal, which people thought at the time was the other way, right? Yeah, going the opposite direction. Charlie McAvoy, uh, young D-man. He's the youngest in the top ten. Or, sorry, second youngest. How can I forget to uh, – uh, I can't even say his name. Chesterkin or whatever? Or no, am I thinking the wrong guy? No, yes. Yeah. Igor. Shurkin. Yeah, J- no, yeah. Jacob, Jacob Scheifrin. Oh, Jacob, yeah, Scheifrin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scheifrin. Okay, yeah. a goalie, I think. Yeah, he's a goalie. Anyway, McAvoy, 23 years old, um, plays for the – obviously plays for uh, Boston in real life. He's on the Sabres here, 3.2 points per game. Uh, and then the aforementioned Arizona Coyote, Jacob Shurkin, having a great season, 2.8 for him. Uh, he's only 22. He's breaking out. He had 2.2 last year in the shortened season up from under two for his first three years. So some of these younger guys, Bill, um, takes three or four years to kind of come into their own, right? And we're seeing that uh, on the defensive blue line there. And, and again, it goes back, though, to like uh, there was that debate in the group yesterday about uh, was it Pavel Zaka had gotten dropped? Like how long do you wait on a guy or how long do you want to try to give a guy a chance? Um, you know, in this case, this year it was – you know, a guy drops a guy and then he, you know, has a nine game point streak. <laughs> so in real life anyway, but um, you know, it's, that's sort of another fascinating wrinkle is how long do I hold on to a guy in this league and, you know, try to hope that this is his breakout year. This is breakout time or when do you cut bait? Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, let's go over the top centers, Bill. We're kind of working backwards and around here, but um, currently the top centers in all of fantasy hockey, as far as the HA is concerned, there's really, Little doubt. And this is why I give myself a lot of credit, Bill, um, for my, my scoring system here. Um, I mean, it's not hard to, like, make sure that Connor McDavid is the best player, but it really is, is easy when he's doing what he's doing. Yes. Uh, McDavid's number one. Uh, he's making $14 million. He's only 24 years old, averaging 5.86 points per game. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. He has 14 yeah. goals and 26 assists, along with Leon Dreisaitl, who can play both wing and center. He's almost more valuable, Dreisaitl, right now. Well, when you can play both, yeah, that's nice. Right, he's, he has – but anyway, McDavid probably more valuable still just because the sheer number of fantasy points, 134. I mean, Dreisaitl is at 114, but Matthews is third at 112. Nobody else is really even within the same ballpark, right? Mm-hmm. There's only five centers, uh, you know, eligible centers over 100 fantasy points – McDavid, Dreisaitl, Matthews, Marner. That's it, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, Matthews, 5.6 points per game. 
Um, he's only played 20 games. He's got the 18 goals. He's really been the goal-scoring king so far this year. And he's had a lot of pressure on him, especially for – you know, he's only 23 years old. You feel like he's been in the NHL forever. Um, and especially in that Toronto media, it's like, you better produce. He's, he's actually doing it. And this is like, you know, judge for the Yankees, right? He's like the guy in the biggest – sports town for that sport producing and he's doing it uh right now and it's, it's i think it's fun to see you're talking matthews matthews yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's and that's what's fascinating is you mentioned the top four centers and that's two teams in real life right it's two oilers <laughs> and two maple Leafs. yeah so in the same division this year <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and and it's that's part of what's been fascinating is like they'll just those some of those teams are playing each other so regularly that it's it even magnifies it more, you know, some of the pressure up there, at least from that standpoint. So, um, yeah. And then like, you know, what's it? Winnipeg's got some, you know, people that are coming up to that are going to be Shifley's next. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark Shifley, uh, our next center. He's kind of in that next tier, right? You got, I mean, I'm not sure where Marner fits. He's kind of in his own kind of tier at one Oh three, as far as fantasy output, Shifley, Pavelski, uh wow ageless five points per game for pavelski dallas, for dallas who but they, they have only played 16 games obviously because they had the issues with the first was covid then it was you know the storm and the in the yeah. winter in they texas sco- scoring like gangbusters for a while though there. goodness he has 10 goals and 10 assists in 16 games it's ridiculous for pavelski he's on vancouver 36 years old he's by far the oldest I guess I shouldn't say that because right behind him is Kopitar, another ageless one, right? You're, you're waiting for him to fall off. He's almost four points per game. Vinny Trocek, who took a puck to the face a couple of weeks ago, is now in Carolina, and he mm-hmm. has them playing as one of the best teams in real life in the NHL. There are like as a Capitals fan, they're my old nemesis teams, but it's the the Panthers, the Lightning. The Hurricanes, that southeastern tier of hockey plays some damn good hockey. Like, there's some yeah. really good games among those groups when they play each other enough. Elias Lindholm, uh, one of those, uh, you know, those Swedish guys that kind of maybe get lost in the shuffle a little bit, but he's having another good year. He put, a, put together a similar year in 1819, where he had 27 goals and 51 assists for Calgary. But again, this year, um, 3.4 points per game. He's been right around that three, a little under three the year before in the shortened year, uh, but over three points per game, almost three and a half points per game for Lindholm. He's only making 3.85. Real good value there. Nick Backstrom for your Capitals on the Ottawa Senators. He's making a lot of money right now. He actually million. leads the Capitals in goals, believe it or not. He's like their leading goal scorer this With year. With 10 goals, yeah. yeah. Patrice Bergeron, who's always been a great two-way guy, uh, 3.79, having one of his better, I think, offensive seasons for boston as we pull up his uh career here he had a 4.4 18 19 he was unconscious 32 pretty, goals pretty, 47 pretty, assists pretty damn 4. good player yeah but yeah his last four years have been um ridiculous and, and he he's not making a lot of money either 4.375 hmm. uh we're getting outside the top 10 he he was number 11 there i wanted to mention uh mention him not to, wingers not including the centers patrick kane is the top winger um, in fantasy hockey at 103, team. Yep, uh, Debrinket right behind him, Marchand. These are all four point change points per game guys. That pains yep. me. P- P- Pavelski, uh, another Dallas guy, another old. Oh, that's sorry, we already talked about Pavelski. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brady Tuchuk, 21 year old for uh, for Ottawa. 
he he's such a valuable player too because he's got that physical edge to him too. He'll score, you know, a lot for them too. But he's got a decent amount of pims and hits if I remember right too. Oh yeah, three and a half points per game. He's only twenty one. He's still on his ELC. Yeah. Um. Great, great, great have there for Anaheim. That's why they're in the hunt, right? If anytime you can have a guy making under a million yeah. scoring you eighty points is so far this year is is pretty good. Having your prospects uh, pan out. Right, Huberto for Chicago. This is the funny thing about Chicago's team, right? You haven't heard any of those. This is the first time we've mentioned the Blackhawks. That's a balance. That's a balanced. Yeah. Uh, that's a balanced team right there. Because Huberto is probably their most productive player at four points per game, eighty points on the year. I mean, it's just a lot of guys in that you know top twenty, top thirty range. That's how you win. He's kind of proving that having one of those top guys, yeah, they're helpful, but a lot of times they're eating a lot of your salary, and. uh Maybe leading the way in that charge, uh, James Van Riemsdyk. First of all, I'm surprised that he's only 31 years old. But he's coming. He's kind of come around a little bit because I felt like he's been. He was one of those guys who's in the NHL for so long that you, you feel like he's an old guy, but he's really not. Well, how much of it comes into play that there's multiple Van Riemsdyk? So you keep hearing the name, and you're like, oh yeah, I've heard that name for 12 years. Well, maybe yeah. Well, they're all New Hampshire James guys for 12 years. Yeah, so. they're all UNH guys. But uh, I mean, I've seen. I saw them all of them play in college. Every single yeah. one of them. Uh, all of them scare the crap out of me when they played RPI. But this is a career year right now, fantasy-wise, for James Van Riemsdyk. 4.4 points per game. His career high in fantasy points per game came in 2013-14 when he had 2.9 uh, for Toronto when he scored the 30 goals and 31 assists. So this is kind of a, a late coming-out party for Van Riemsdyk at 31. Flyers are a pretty good team overall, right? Um, but, uh, you know, he's having a great year, uh, for St. Louis, who isn't going anywhere in our league. We'll see, we'll monitor that, right? See if he gets traded. Cause this is, this is probably as valuable as Van Riemsdijk is going to be going forward. Is that what you see too, Bill? Yeah. Well, and you got six days to trade him if you're going to trade him. So yeah, six days. Uh, let's transition to our guest. It's Kevin Sheridan, owner of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Sherry, can you hear me? Oh. Rays, the Rays. Oh, Tampa boy. Bay Rays. Yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm in base. My my head is is in baseball mode for some reason. I don't know why. Sherry, what's going on? Not much. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're you're on you're on Buckley's Zoom, but yeah. I love that. That's fine. Yeah, I know. I know. Not much, awesome. man. Just uh, enjoyed the three and all week. Got to enjoy the three and a week. Uh, let's get some questions for yeah. our, our guest. And uh, who's been your surprise player? I ask this to every guest we have on, so it's our kind of standard question. Who's been your biggest surprise and your biggest disappointment so far this season? Um, biggest disappointment would be pretty easy. That's probably Tony D'Angelo. Turns out uh, he's still a <laughs> huge racist. And uh, kind a- of a not a good guy. That was an easy one. So he's not playing any <laughs> hockey. So that's... That's not that's not good. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone, Capo Caco hasn't really uh, performed very well. He's very still young, you know. Yeah, and he's it's sophomore year, I guess. So he's in yeah, sophomore slump to a slump, but he's not even slumping because he's he wasn't great last year either. Um, Oliver Wallstrom's like had a had a nice week this last week. He's starting to show. Um, yeah, he's almost two point five. Radulov's been good. Radulov. I was actually going to point out. Walsh yeah, he's hurt now. Yeah. 
I'm, yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're on because like with Wall Street. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I didn't. My mic's doing weird things. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, <laughs> but I know I want to ask you about Wall Street because uh, um, I may, when I was just looking through stuff for the week, his time on ice this week was nine fifty three, ten fourteen, nine twenty five, nine fifty nine. So he's not even getting a ton of ice time each game, but he got in like five points. He's on the power play. He had like you know five block shots yeah. or something like that too. It's great stuff. A lot of power play points, which yeah. is maybe not sustainable, but it helps extra in, in the league, that's for sure. I mean, and Sherry, throwing out Corey Perry and Patrice Bergeron, you probably have the youngest team in the league, it looks like. I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of guys in their early 20s, um, yeah. a lot of guys minor league eligible, you know, yeah. minors eligible. You know, it's, it's a team that – That's been the only saving grace with D'Angelo is he was – Miners eligible at some point. Right. I don't know if he, he got sent because he got sent down. Yeah, that, that did help right. you be able to hold on to him. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have and to then, see uh, what he's worth. Yeah, I mean, you got Vasilevsky and Rene. Rene's kind of at the end of his career, but Vasilevsky certainly in the the peak of his powers here for you. I mean, it's got to be nice to have a goalie that can give you 112 points. We didn't get to the goalies yep. in the in the rundown bill, but yeah, let me tell us he's about a, your in real life stalwart. lightning guy. Yeah. I mean, he was the uh, – I mean, he was my first overall pick. Right. I don't know. He might have been – I think I might have had fifth maybe or seventh. In the seventh. inaugural draft? Yeah. In the inaugural draft. I'm not sure exactly where. I'm not even sure if I could look it up. I mean, um, goalie is, in my opinion, in fantasy hockey, is, and even in real life hockey, is the toughest thing to gauge, the toughest position to kind of predict, right? Because guys can be in one year, out the next. You see it all the time. Uh, yeah. Bobrovsky's comes to mind when he was with Columbus. Carey Price this year. Carey, yeah, <laughs> Carey I, Price. I, I know you're a Montreal again. guy. I know you're a Montreal <laughs> fan, but yeah. Carey Price. I mean, I mean look water. at this year. Uh, you got Vasilevsky number one right now. Seven points a game, 112 overall. He plays just about every game, right? Or most of the time. It's tough to play every game in this yep. condensed schedule. Kevin Lankinen, who yep. was basically a nobody, he's the number two goalie at 107. Varlamov, you figured he'd be good for the Islanders, right? He's 92. Hellebuck, same thing, probably up there. These guys are only making four million a year. Marc Andre Fleury, who thought we were kind of, kind of thought was maybe going to play second fiddle in LA, in Vegas, but he's been as good as he's ever been. And then Phil Grubauer, uh, 81 points. Those are our top top six, all making all scored over 80 80 points a game. And then Bill's guy, who's been sitting in his minors, Vitek Vanischek. 73 hmm. was your was your was he what pick was he in the minors draft uh it was like eighth or ninth round eighth or ninth eighth or ninth yeah. round pick in the minors draft and that'll work well I, I, upon I, I, I literally picked him up because that was around the time that uh the heart thing happened with Lundquist and I knew that he was the only other goalie in the vicinity so I was like maybe he'll play and hmm. I've still yet to activate him from the minors and this is this is – it takes a lot of skill for me to be 3-15. and 15. I mean, it, it, it really does because in the offseason, I had – last year I had Varlamov, and I was like, well, they've got Sorokin. He's, you know, he's going to get pressured. They're going to want to start playing. They have another kid, if I remember right, maybe another Russian. Maybe that's Columbus. I don't remember. But um, I was like, okay. And so I Price – It's Columbus. Okay, yeah. yeah, Price plays all the time. I actually have money – 
the uh, Phoenix is trying to get rid of him. He picked him up simply because he needed to claim money to get the floor. I'm like, all right, I'll go after Price. So I dump Varlam off. I claim Price. I keep Vanacek on my bench. I'm three and fifteen. This is skill right here. That's what you're doing. Is. A really good job, Bill. Yeah, it's great ownership. And unlike this week for Tampa, you go out and you say the whole team's up for sale, and you score 178 points. That's good. Good management is what it is, right? That's a great tactic there. Sherry went so high, right? <laughs> Sherry, what did you do? You went to the locker room and said, "If we don't start playing better, we're going to sell everybody." Right? How did that go? That's what it. That's what it seems like. Hey, message received. Yeah. Message received. Uh, how's yeah. it, you're down in you're down in Georgia. How is it? How is it down there? You pro- you're probably staying away from the. They're probably like in the cold weather. Everyone else is getting right. Hey, we're great. Seventy five yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm. Bill and I just want to play golf, and uh, we're not able to do that. So, have you gotten yeah, out recently? Come down here. Have you gotten play out here? Three times a week. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Tuesday, Wednesday. Don't think I went Thursday. Could have played Saturday. Men's League Hockey Sunday. That's a good big time. Week. Big sports big, week. Big That's sports good stuff. Week. Yeah. Let's. Uh, why don't we get to this week's matchups? I don't even know. Who I'm and, yeah. Well, this is, a, this is a good time to look. There's some good ones out there. The cap, the, the three and fifteen Capitals and the four thirteen and one Pirates is not one of your matchups you want to watch this week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, let's take a look um, but, at the matchups. But like we keep, I keep going back to that Patch Adams division because I like it so much. Quebec and mm-hmm. Buffalo are facing off. Like so, like there's a couple teams that are going right at it with one another. But like that's a huge one to watch. I know. I think uh, Winnipeg plays the Islanders this week too. So those are two really good teams playing each other. Absolutely. Let's see, I personally, I have Boston. Oh boy, battle of most scored uponds. Okay. I have Patrick and the Islanders, and I have uh, Joe Novak and the Hartford Whalers. Okay, we got those. We got – what else we got here? You mentioned the one – got yeah, nine and nine. Go Quebec, Quebec plays Chicago, too. So, Quebec's not only got Buffalo, he's got Shy Vegas, too. But uh, Anaheim plays the Islanders. So, the Islanders – let's see. He's playing uh, – he's playing Anaheim. He's also playing Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the third team he's playing, but that's – I mean, those are two brutal matchups right there. Just by Sherry, Sherry has Toronto. That's a big one. Uh, big divisional matchup yeah. coming up. <laughs> bit, and have nine to make and sure nine. the lineup squared away. Both nine and nine. You also have Detroit, another divisional game. Yeah. Yeah, we feel pretty good about our team. Yeah, you should be. I mean, still a ways go, to go, as healthy, we mentioned, yeah. Bill. Yeah, got to get healthy. That's true for a lot of these guys. Got Caco on COVID protocol. Borough Cup might be playing this week. Radulov, I don't think he's coming back this week. Yeah, hasn't started skating. Oh boy, those, tough sledding out there. Those player news things can can kill you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they pop the, up. You're like, what's going on? One of the teams that may distance themselves if they go by standings is the Penguins because Pittsburgh's got the nine and nine Rangers. Um, he's got the Pirates who are four thirteen and one, and yep. he plays the Sharks who are seven and eleven. Where we mentioned Islanders is behind him, but he's got two tougher games. So if Pittsburgh goes three and zero, they're starting to distance themselves in the Patrick. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Bill, and say our game of the week once again features Winnipeg. I think it's going to be Winnipeg at sixteen and two versus the Islanders at thirteen and yeah. five. 
That's probably our game of the week, game to watch good, there. Good matchup. Absolutely. As we get down to the end here, we got the, the, the trade deadline coming up here. We mentioned some guys maybe that could be dealt. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk playing as well as he well as he has. He's making seven mil. Patrice Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. You know, he's just sure he can mention his own players if he wants. That's fine. Live on the pod. Well, I mean, we did have the epic Jeff Skinner, Mark Stahl, Kiefer Sherwood exchange last week. So, I mean, you never know. And for the first time ever, Bill, I don't think we have a live drop being made during the podcast. Oh, wait a minute. We do. Redeem Simek has been dropped by the Vancouver Canucks. I think he just did it just to get on the podcast. Breaking. (laughs) Two guys. He also dropped Scott. He added Scott Harrington, the D-man for Columbus, formerly of... uh, did you play for Dallas? Uh, I'm not sure. Right. Hey, not Mackenzie sure. McEachern got picked up. There you go. Hey, big news to Phoenix. Everyone's making moves today. I love that, Bill. Well, mm. yeah, and, like, it goes back to the whole, I love fourth-line guys getting picked up and, like, immediately going into lineups <laughs> in this league because it has to happen at times. <laughs> big move by Ducks earlier in the day. 5.24 a.m. adds Hayden Flurry. 5.26 a.m. drops Hayden Flurry. <laughs> Probably he just, a uh, he was jacked up on there. Mountain, he was jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to that's get him Eastern on to time, discuss. Right? That's Eastern time, <laughs> think, so that's only – so. uh, Yeah, that's only – that's uh, that's 3 o'clock. Yeah, that's that's three prime. 3.30 in the morning. That's prime time <laughs> for making moves. It's <laughs> 3.30 in the morning, Bruce is out uh, celebrating his big win over Chicago. Yeah. Dropping Celebrates in. by adding and dropping players <laughs> ad hoc. <laughs> that's amazing. Nice. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for, uh, for this week's pod. We're at around 45 minutes. So, uh, Sherry, thanks so much for jumping on here today. Yeah. Got a busy schedule down there. Good luck to all. Yeah. Except for Except Houston, for- Detroit, and Toronto. <laughs> Let's have a great week, and uh, everybody get your get your trades in before the deadline on March seventh. Bill, any final thoughts? Uh, make some phone calls, Pe- people. Get your yeah, like you said. Let's make it a fun end of the week, especially over the weekend. If you know we're hot and heavy action with trades, that'd be fun. Darnell Nurse is available. Maybe I don't know. Wow, I, sh- I don't know if I should or shouldn't oh, trade him. That's a bomb. But, yeah. You probably shouldn't, but that's good to put on the pod. Yeah, it's it's the yeah the the cliffhanger for that's that's the one. Make sure you check us out, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also on YouTube. We're live. Uh, that'll do it for this week's pod. We'll talk to you soon. Happy hockey, and uh, let's go North Star slash Minnesota Wild. Oh, a wagon. They're a wagon. EHA for life. <laughs>